three. What's really going on, everyone? Back again with another episode, season three, episode 14, our season finale. Before we get into all the latest news and everything else in politics and entertainment, be sure to follow us on all of our social media accounts. That includes Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at WRGOPod. Be sure to like, listen, subscribe to all of our content on all of our streaming platforms. That includes YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and maybe Amazon by the time we finish this, if I can get Why are you together. sounding like that's a question? You can stream us on all platforms. Services. All platforms. So. That's Henry. How are you doing? I, I cast platforms. Mackenzie, how are you doing? Since Henry didn't want to answer me. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Happy to be here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, how I'm doing, I'm okay. But there was so much fog today. Yesterday, there wasn't a lot of no, smoke. No. Um, but today, it actually was like when I was going home. So I'm doing For the first time right. today, I actually felt it because um, I went it. to the... Because mm-hmm, I went to the store. So I've been outside and I don't have a car right now. So I've been outside a lot and it's pretty bad in DC. It's not as bad as New York, but I was kind of like, ooh, <sighs> I was like, I don't know if it's it was bad um, in Chicago yesterday. Chicago it's was bad, bad. Because yesterday, yeah. like I said, in New York, it really wasn't that bad. Like it wasn't bad at all. It wasn't like Gotham, like it was like three weeks ago in New York. No, it was, like... it was not like that. But today it was. Well, it wasn't as bad, but it was still like you can definitely tell. Do y'all know exactly what's going on? It's a fire in Canada. It's, like yeah, a wildfire. It's a, fire. it's a wildfire. I guess in my head, I'm thinking like, I'm going to sound a little ignorant, but okay, just put that out. Like, what's going on? Well, you know, normally it's normally this stuff happens in California because they mm-hmm. always have wildfires. It's just really out of the ordinary that it's on the East Coast. That's yeah. the biggest thing. So for I us, mean, it's, it's like, what is going on? Yeah. Well, what else is going on? Well, today on Thursday, June 29th, uh, the Supreme Court has once again wilded out again. Uh, so today on Thursday, the Supreme Court struck down affirmative action programs at the University of North Carolina and Harvard uh, in a major victory for conservative activists ending the process of systematic consideration of race in the admissions process. The court ruled uh, that the programs violated the Equal Protection Clause of the Constitution. We are not lawyers. Uh, the vote was 6-3 in the UNKC case and 6-2 in the Harvard case with Kataji Brown, uh, Brown Jackson recusing herself because she went uh, to Harvard. So she recused herself for that reason. Um, overall thoughts, Mackenzie, I think you had an interesting take in terms of how this might steer people to HBCUs, but what's your overall thought, opinion on all of this? I mean, it's just like what I'll say about HBCUs. The first thought I was just kind of like, obviously disappointed. Affirmative action supports all people, all black and brown individuals. Like I believe that and it trickles down to corporate America and how far we can go in certain uh, rooms and certain industries. But I do also feel that like these institutions were not made to support us at from the beginning. And now it's kind of reiterating what they were already built on. Why am I going to go to that institution? And it's interesting like that this is all happening right after um, Nicole Hannah Jones um, mm-hmm. uh, moved away from UNC. And even with that, like if you know her history with the um, 186, what is the book? I'm sorry. 1619. 1619 Project, my bad. Um, To me, I just didn't understand why not take your talents to a Black school where it's always been an institution that's built for your people 
educating your people and you should be wanting to share your knowledge and build community with your people. And I just feel so strongly about that. And just, I mean, all of us went to Howard and we have a unique experience, but I just, uh, I just don't really like, I feel like it'll be an uptick in HBCU applications, but I do want to talk about also like what that really means, meaning like the trickle down effect too. Um, that's, that's where it becomes a problem though, because yeah, like, going to a HBCU benefits us as a Black person, but when we real time talk about access to wealth, access to, let's just say elitism in America, um, that's what this really affects. Like like you said, it does trickle down to our jobs. So let's say like we're only going to HBCUs and these top tier firms stop coming to HBCUs because they don't necessarily have to have a requirement or to fit like that. What is it? You know, you, you have that quota. That quota. Yeah, the quota. Right. I want to say something, though. Like, it's not even just the quota. And the, the thing about it is, like, when you have a lot of the reasons why schools like Morehouse, Spelman, and Howard have so much of the, I guess, corporate support and, like, attention and stuff is because also a lot of us go on to post-grad programs that are at these mm-hmm. elite institutions and we're sitting at the table. So we already, they already have that familiarity with somebody who went to the school. Like, for example, the, um, uh, like the polo, that polo campaign that was with, um, Morehouse and Spelman, yeah. mm-hmm. people were having issues with that, but not to say he went to post-grad, I don't know if he did that, but the person who put on that campaign went to Morehouse. So when you have that connection to that HBCU or that culture, then you'll be able to have diversity within your corporation. But if you don't have those people even at the seats at the table, at the Harvards, at the UNCs, making those connections, they're not going to be there in corporate yeah. America. Yeah. And I think um, I've been thinking about this like a lot today. And I think at first I was like, well, this will have we can talk about this too, like this will have trickle down effects on like a lot of different issues in terms of like social impact, because obviously if this is not a thing, then it's going to be harder for there to be more black dentists, black lawyers, black doctors, all of that does have a trickle down effect. That sounds like hyperbolic, but like if it's harder for people to get into the entry point, then it's going to be harder for them to matriculate to those other things. Um, Mm -hmm. And also, I think people are always focusing on like, well, it's these elite, elite institutions. And it's like, yeah, UNC is a really good school, but it's a state university. So what's stopping the University of Wisconsin from just doing this? What's stopping like your local state school from also just applying that same thing of like, well, we don't have to do this anymore. So it's not just going to be the fact that like Harvard and Yale, these places are going to have less black students. It might just be the local four year school down the way. And that to me is a more concerning thing because then it's like, yes, if Harvard's doing it, but if, you know, University of Albany is not doing it, that's concerning because then it's like, that's how you really create more generational wealth by just more people having the ability to go to school, not necessarily going to Harvard or going to these top tier programs or all that. But like, if the base level is now lower, what does that mean? And I think that's something that I haven't gotten a good explanation on of like, what does this mean for like the average person? who, you know, might not have had the best grades and that's through no fault of their own. Um, what does that mean now? So I think that's the thing that I don't know. And I think the question I want to ask you all, um, because in the past year, the court has obviously dismantled the right to an abortion. And now this, um, 
what's next? Because <laughs> I can't think of like the thing that they're going to like try to champion next. Mackenzie, I think you had said interracial marriage. I think that's not that's like, ins- I don't, I don't no. think that's insane. Oh, I don't think that's insane. You could have kept that in the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> no, because no, I, I mean, it's just but, like. But that's real. I, that's real though. I don't think that's insane. Yeah. I don't think that's insane. <laughs> I think that they would be. And then like. Yeah, I think everything is on the table. And I know everyone is talking about voting and the power of voting. I obviously support voting, but this is like becoming this like is, a this is unprecedented. This is unprecedented. Yeah, this is yeah. This is like it's really not gonna even if we do vote for whoever is in favor of whoever you're in favor for in the next election, that doesn't necessarily guarantee that all of this stuff will roll back. So it's just no. like <laughs> this is like a 50 year thing now like this yeah. is, is what it is so I think and Henry I'd be curious of your thoughts but I think it's a little bit dismissive at times I think yes this does have impacts given that Trump did appoint three of the six judges who voted in favor that's real that is a real consequence of Hillary Clinton not being president mm-hmm. and that is something that we will have to live with for the rest of our lives but I do think it is there is a disingenuous point where it's like we're blaming the people and not actually the actors who are making the decisions mm-hmm. that are bullshit but curious your thoughts i mean well for me that's like kind of it we're we i feel like are reacting to things that we've been kind of like spewing for the past what for mm-hmm. since trump has been around of voting matters voting matters and like whether we take it serious or not we we are seeing the effects um, of it and kind of like what y'all were saying, these are generational effects. So regardless of what we do, but not regardless, because like if we kind of paid attention to like our judicial appointments um, and try to ensure that our representatives are more in our favor, I think our kids <laughs> will see a benefit from it. But us is not going to be like a direct turnaround. Um, and I would say for me, it's kind of, not scary, but existing in a world where like the powers that may be can use this in their favor um, and like decide to not have certain policies or just, I would say, a set expectation of like what we are willing to like consider when it comes to applicants, whether that's school, job, whatever, that becomes a question um, because we already struggle with like pay gaps. Um, we struggle again with access, uh, whether that is to get admitted to a schooling program or whatever the case may be. I guess I'm curious to see how it how it will play out, like you said, to like average people, because let's say public funding is involved in this conversation. Do those policies now change to where you know, like in North, we talked about this a couple of months ago on a podcast where like a cut in North Carolina, they got fined or something mm-hmm. for having too many applicants. So like, what's the barrier there, you know, or what's yeah. the metric? So, Mackenzie, one thing, one thing I wanted to ask you, um, sorry to cut you off, I didn't mean to do that. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you, do you think Biden should talk about reforming the Supreme Court? Because he talked about it a little bit today yes. but he didn't talk about that um yes this is i feel like as a if you're a democrat running for president yes because it's just like these are major things these aren't just like little policies these like we we, we just said these are 50 years and i know like if 
I don't want to say that like be you know negative or whatever when Henry said like our kids but it's still like it's still no guarantee the way things are happening that our kids won't be victims of this and it's no it's not to come at your point it's really not (laughs) but it's just kind of like some of this stuff I feel like to answer your question yes you have to address it because these are changes that are going to affect our kids if someone doesn't stop right now like this minute because tomorrow they could roll back interracial marriage tomorrow they could roll back something else like well, yeah, because like, like with these grandiose ideas about such as student loan forgiveness and reform, he can like pronounce these ideas and want to put them into place, but we clearly see there's like a structure that blocks it. So who's going to champion that idea when a Republican is in office or they have the greater votes? I mean, the funny thing is... No, the funny thing is, I'm with you, Mackenzie. If I were Biden, I would actually probably like go at them like aggressively and just paint the war. But I I think it's a mess. First off, it's setting it's setting the expectation that like this is like you have to at a certain point scream from the rooftop like this is bullshit. And the court has this like grandiose appeal of we we don't see politics. We like and he just needs to be like, yo, this is bullshit. They're throwing away all this stuff because they know they can because it's the first time they've done it. I don't think this is right. And now I'm just I think talking about it because one, Supreme Court justices don't do interviews. That's like the one thing that they they're not public. They once they get elected or once they get appointed, yeah, yeah everything always yeah. leaks. Yeah, it's it's they just kind of hide. So I think at a certain point, I think because one, the Supreme Court's not really going to go back at you. I think you have to just attack their legitimacy and be like, this is all really really political. And they're doing all these things on voting rights, this, and you'd win that battle. Because I think even the average person would say most Americans actually don't believe that the Supreme Court should have overturned Roe. The affirmative action stuff is a little bit trickier. I would not disagree that we just said like in the last two years, they've overturned two major like, Mm -hmm. I guess, landmark cases Mm -hmm. that kind of balance the scale for others um whether that's a woman or a minority so that I guess that's what I'm saying him screaming at the top of his lungs off the billboards whatever you said what it like to me they're private it, people they're not changing no, their mind it also covers I, him I it also covers it him. Be covers him. him it should be our representatives who actually can't they can't do anything laws. they can't do anything about that I just, I, they I, can't I, make a ref, 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 referendum. I mean, they will put out their little notepad PR statement. Like, no, this is this is crazy. It's this. war. And, it's I, war and now. I say, yeah. I say it specifically for Biden, though, specifically for him, because he's running for re-election. Like, this is this is the hot topic that you have to talk about. I you would be remiss in debate season to not talk about it. And I'm like, would something change if him? saying something i don't know but when i see something wrong going on that i'm not okay with personally i want to go on record publicly and say mm-hmm. i do not support this i need to think about my legacy and when my he said that purpose. in that little clip but he stuttered in but he needs to go he got 80 he needs to not run He's for fine. re-election he should but be he, a, credit, uh semi successor but to Mackenzie's point, he needs to go further because at a certain point, he needs yeah. to have like the mindset of like, my neighbor is now fucking in my yard. <laughs> like they're messing up my stuff. Like student mm-hmm. loans is going to impact me. I don't want to be the president who's going to be known as the one 
because think about it. They're not in the history books. They're not going to talk about, oh, the Supreme Court did this. It happened on when Biden's watch. Like yeah. that's a legacy altering thing to be like, yeah, Roe v. Wade got overturned when I was in office. That's not a good. I don't want that. So I mean, he just, I hear that, but in real time, can he go get it re overturned or re? No, it's not. To, but but to Mackenzie's point, it's not about that. It's just about at some point you have what to. What is think, it about? If we it's about make, my legacy a, and who I like. It's about the messaging. It's about the messaging. I'm not going to go. So I'm not going to go down without it, swinging. I'm just making it clear that I I don't support this, but I'm not doing anything in real time to like. I mean, he should still be, but it's like that's what, what I'm saying. He what, should be rallying the troops to get feedback. Like, I mean, again. but th- but that includes speaking out. <laughs> yeah, includes- speaking out, but also with the Supreme Court, what can he do? Like, I don't know. Well, that's what that I want to ask the political expert on the podcast here. Who I, had, like, because from my understanding, the people that are putting laws and stuff into place are in the Senate and House, correct? Yes, there are a couple things he can do. First, I think on the Roe v. Wade stuff, he has to make it clear like, hey, Congress can fix this, but we need a Democratic House and we need a Democratic Senate that will like fix that. That's okay. But, that, so but that's un- point, but that's yeah. also unrealistic. But the Supreme oh, Court problem, but the Supreme Court problem is just not going away. Like the the House and the Senate could pass that bill and the Supreme Court could just say, we just ruled on this. This is unconstitutional. Then what? So I think it's also like, isn't that the point of our whole by whatever system? I think yes. But then I think he needs to make the argument that that at this point, the Supreme Court is not like doing just checks and balances. They're now like throwing strikes like they're like now a player in the game when they shouldn't be be the one to introduce some type of. okay. so basically, this is a long play. If if I were Biden, I would openly start talking about adding seats to the court. I think you could make the pretty good argument and say like, okay, hey, the Supreme Court has gone super left. The Supreme, and also historically, it hasn't always been nine judges. It used to be five, then it was seven, then it was nine. So like, so desperate time. Yeah, so so I'm going to start pushing for changes and it might not happen on my watch, but guess what? I'm going to get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Like it and might happen. speaking out, even planting the seed, even planting yeah. the seed. So y'all just want him planting seeds? Because it might. I mean, it'll either happen in twenty years or never. But I would rather yeah. him try. <laughs> Somebody's got to start. Somebody's got to kick that can. Yeah. Why not? You? And I feel like I look at it just like. If your house is on fire, Henry, I'm not about to just go in my room and be like, damn, I called the cops. I mean, I mean some people would do that. Like, I'm going to say, listen, I that, made sure you tried to get out. I just. That's what I was about to say. It's something but did you get out the life. apartment? I don't know. But I know that I contacted you and made it clear that but I you're just going to make a phone call. You're not going to. No, but I'm, I feel like home. you trying to say, well, like him no. saying, like not doing anything is kind of like, well, I mean, I could just call the cops and sit in my room and watch my TV show and keep going. That's, that's, what he, that's, that's what calling from the top of your lung. That's what he did. I don't today. see it that way. He, I don't either. He spoke I don't about either. it today. He, he said that he wasn't for this. He said that, that that's not enough. It's not it enough. needs to be screaming Again, and so shouting. I'm asking you be it it just happened it happened less than 24 hours ago no i'm just saying i would, I would have said in general we need to yeah seats to their wild house like they're doing whatever like i there's a art we'll move on but i think there's a general and as we pivot to the next topic which is 
student loans. Um, so the Supreme Court <laughs> is set to release the decision on President Biden's student loan forgiveness plan. Many advocates are concerned, I'm sure we all are too, that they will strike down his plan. Um, regardless of the decision, borrowers have to be ready for the three-year pause to end with payments restarting in October. Morgan Stanley did a poll that said that 34% of respondents report they won't be able to make their payments. I think that also goes along to the point that we were talking about of if they're going to, this is his main thing for people of our age who are going to be voting. And if the Supreme Court screws him out of this and he loses, I you can't separate these. Well, two that's parties. their plan. We 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 know they're gunning for a Republican. So swing to McKenzie's point. Swing back. Yay or nay. Yay or nay to the student loans. Let's take bets. What do you mean? They bought the dog. We are we're talking about affirmative action, McKenzie. That I would assume student loans benefit. People McKenzie, who, they don't even want us to enroll in college. You think they're going to help us pay for it on the back end? Oh, I, the only reason I, I definitely, I definitely agree. I just want to like throw something out there. The only reason uh, difference, I feel like sometimes, you know, maybe Biden also hasn't gone as hard because the, the, maybe he's banking on something. Maybe it could be something from left field that they do and agree with. I'm not that high, but just a thought. I see your point because Biden has done this in the past where people have called him to like do stuff and he's kind of like, just wait. Like I'm kind of playing the long game, but there is no long game. Okay, well, I was about to say, what is the long game <laughs> There is no long what game. What is the I long mean, game? Just about in the midnight the hour. Power in office, for real, bro. Like, the courts are not ruling in his favor. I don't know the control of Congress, however, but they haven't been doing anything beneficial. Like, so when I, are they gonna announce it? Probably within their session ends in sometime this summer, so it'll come soon. Yeah, they do. They all the rulings come out in the summer. In the summertime, so, like, so it'll we'll be soon. Know by fall. <laughs> They probably gonna tell us in September, yeah, like right a week before. before Labor Day, because you know, right when school they, about to start. Labor Day is like what ends the summer, right? BT Dubs, yeah. y'all gotta pay this like back, and low key, some of y'all gotta pay it back in full. They probably really hit y'all with some craziness. Like, actually, payment starts. Okay, tomorrow. I am one of. So my friend told me he not paying it back. Like he said, they gonna figure. I mean, it out. that sounds cute. <laughs> that sounds cute. yeah i think people are people are okay this is my psa everyone you owe the federal government money they're gonna want their shit <laughs> like oh i'm not gonna no, pay I'm all right they're gonna send you a picture of fat joe and it's just gonna say price went up okay oh, like no, what are we just gonna start garnishing your paychecks don't even or not even that pass. or just all of a sudden when tax season comes around that refund you think you got yeah. Nah, we, I mean, I've we seen got it that. happen to a lot of people. We don't hold long, that. Like, child support when the they can garnish, they, they can money. garnish your stuff. <laughs> yeah, they don't get your money. Period. Well, man, so, it's all bad, but that all goes to the point. I think to th I think this conversation about student loans, I think even supports Mackenzie's point even more because, like I said, if Biden doesn't get this done, Henry. Imagine what the barbershops are going to be saying because that and that I plays a part. Don't care. They, but even it, but if it's like, that, it, so who doesn't oh, care? I just said the N word. I apologize. Excuse my friend. Who doesn't care? Nonetheless, nonetheless, I feel like you know, black 
hood dudes that's getting money, they slick be trying to be Republican because they think they they like. Um, oh. It's not just them dudes getting money. It'd be a lot of black it, men. It'd be the people getting money too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's black it. men. Y'all are questionable. That's sad to say, but a that's lot a of fact. them, it a is. lot of it them is. do slick be conservative because, like, for me, they feel like they've grown up and outgrew this mentality of mindset of like doing dumb stuff. I guess. No, I don't disagree. Some of us do be on some wild stuff and we're getting away from the point a little bit. But um, <laughs> I feel like it's a lot of black male conservatives, man. Like, oh, no, that's a fact. Um, when I went to, I was interning um, one summer at the Chicago Defender and um, yeah, we- Black on newspaper. Right. <laughs> um, and then I, we had the chance to go to the Republican National Convention cover for news. The first person we interviewed on the street was a black man and he was voting for Trump. Super happy. He supports businesses, small businesses, and he had a small business and he loved it. It's still that, on my that, Facebook that, That's Yep, that, that's, that's what I'd be saying. So like to your point of the barbershop conversation, that's not, they don't like- Or, or, or rather, I think that is indicative because they're, it's a matter of what we always talk about. Like what we know as people who are like watching this and doing a podcast about this versus like what the average person is going to see, they're going to be like, oh, that student loan joint ain't go through. Oh, that's Biden's fault. That's what. That's, that's what how I'm people saying. are going to talk about. Like, that's a problem. That is a problem. They're going to just blame him, not understand the intricacy of it all. And then, oh yeah, I'm not voting. They probably don't. And that'd be my thing. But even then, my feet- but my fear they is don't that, be voting, bro. They but my don't. But my fear is that even the person who's they don't have to be like you know some person who's hood. It can just be a person who's not as up to date on politics. Like half the country doesn't vote. That includes people with bachelor's degrees too. So my fear is that also people are just going to be like, that's oh, I may get this done, and now I he he ain't doing nothing for me. Like that's actually a problem, and that's probably why I think the administration should actually like, like attack this. I would I think agree. If you were to do a poll across the United States of America, regardless of if you're in the hood, suburbs, wherever, and you would say or ask these people, what has Biden done for you in, during his press? Nothing. Let me ask Nothing. you, Henry, what has Biden done for you during his during his presidency? Well, I just told you. <laughs> like I just told you. And I'm a person that's halfway in tune to it. Honestly, I, I, I be forgetting he's president. <laughs> he just like I just really be forgetting. He I'm there. Like he, he there. It's yeah, one, one podcast y'all say, yeah, he's been president for like two years. I was like, it's been two years, bro. We're about he's running for re-election. Yeah, Make sure I, we, yeah. we have to go to the polls. Yeah, we'll we'll work so that like out. that if if we're all three saying he didn't do nothing for me, and we're more air quote and tune i didn't i didn't say that okay okay i'm gonna become Noah in this segment of the episode how say you mckenzie what has what has biden done for you um i mean don't put me on the spot i don't have things to list I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying he didn't do nothing. I'm sure general he, competence is something that you can't necessarily measure yeah, in action, like, but like we were struggling under Trump, okay? Like I'm sure he in some way was uh made sure my check came to me on time today. 
Um, I'm sure he's some way was trickling down and other things that we don't know about. I don't know, but I'm not going to say he, he didn't do nothing for me. Like, I don't feel like that. I'd like to hear your point here, Noah. Um, I'll, because I work in politics, I know this, but <laughs> job numbers are up. He has created a lot of jobs. Um, I think he yeah. has actually managed the inflation thing pretty well, considering how bad it could have been. Um, there could have been a war with Russia, and I would have been pressed to see if what happened, if Trump was in office when that was happening. <laughs> I think he's handled that well. And I think it's his overall competence. I don't think that's something that you can like measure, but I think it's also like when Trump was president, it's so far from now, people just forget how hectic that shit was. And we haven't had one of those moments. <laughs> like take the last two years or two and a half years and put Trump in office. Yikes. Like I can't imagine Russia invading Ukraine and Trump as president. That is some scary shit. <laughs> but anywho. Um, Moving yeah. on. Henry so speaking. Move on to the next topic. Henry's uh, like Kamala fail. Harris, what does her negative polling mean? Noah, you can take your job back. So in NBC, oh, thank you. An NBC News survey <laughs> published Monday found that Vice President Kamala Harris has a negative rating of minus 19, the lowest for a vice president since the poll was established. The poll revealed 49% of respondents have a disapproving view of her, as the 32% favorable. At this point, because for context, uh, Vice President Mike Pence was minus four. Biden was plus one. Dick Cheney was plus 23. Now, that is probably largely just because of the whole 9-11 Iraq thing. So negative 17 is kind of horrible. That's re- No, yes. that's really bad. That's, <laughs> that's why I said that. I was like, oh, okay, that's racist. That's racist because that's, that's ridiculous. Like, that's, yeah. that's ridiculously yeah, bad. <laughs> I feel now I'm like, oh my God, can you imagine receiving that news? Negative 17. At least her hair look good. I would be sad though, like genuinely like negative 17%. We already know the fact that she's a woman and she's a black woman at that. Okay, you a black man, negative 17%. A black man would have got a negative five. That's still higher than 17, though. (laughs) 17 is bottom of the barrel. Like, you're crazy. Don't always say the black... I don't want to miss... I mean, yes, I know that she's... Like, yes, obviously racism exists. She's a woman. Yes, yes, yes. But it's still... Those things are playing a part here. People are mean, too. It's playing a part. And this is, I think, like, the evil side of me coming out. I don't think the administration has necessarily done her any favors as well. Um, I think that's we just said Biden didn't do nothing. So if a white old man, excuse me, I'm being frank here today. Uh, if a white old man didn't do nothing for you, and you got this black woman that keeps a press curl in office, oh, I'm gonna blame the black woman more than I'm blaming. Let's just put two and two together. Um, sure. I also think I can see that perspective. I understand that. And I also think that um, for, con- for, for, has- for quick context, Biden's approval is minus 14. <gasps> there you go. Look. So that's, that's not, to me, that's we not We are crazy. getting a Republican president. That's within the margin of error. We might as well start strapping up for war because. Negative 14 and I'm sorry. I just can't imagine of receiving that news. Listen, we are getting. Uh, People hate y'all. 
and it's about to get worse. It's already, we in hell, we about to be below there. Y'all are lucky that Mackenzie is not our VP because she would get that whole sheet and throw it away and be like, you know what? Y'all do it. I said, Y'all we need to disband it. Y'all run it. <laughs> Y'all run nah, it. Mackenzie, and then I'm going to use my cybersecurity team to hack those computers because I know it had to be white men. Or like, because I just don't know who. Pause, pause. Trump's is Honestly. minus 16, by the way. <laughs> uh, so what is this poll? Now this poll is a joke. Now the poll is a joke. Yeah, disband the poll. <laughs> First thing, oh, no, it's it's different polls I'm looking at. I looked at like the most recent, the the Trump and Biden ones were from the same like aggregate. The Harris one was one on one specifically from Monday. Um, I feel bad for her. Um, I don't think she's like the most engaging. She know we love her. We love you, Miss Harris. I watched that snippet of you and Kiki Palmer talking about how you uh, keep your press curl with the brush. That's so cute. I, I also think I don't know. I do. I will also say though, I do feel like I know she's vice president, and they don't really do much. But I do think her position as being like the first black woman in this cabinet space or whatever, I think she should have been doing more. Not necessarily Kiki Palmer in interviews, but more visible things, like just in our face doing stuff. I don't know if that would have changed the ratings, but I definitely feel like. She's, she's not visible she's not visible and a part of it yeah. is because of her job like where she largely because the senate is so close she has to be in dc a lot to like break the tie so it's super like you know admin stuff but to your point she should be doing that kind of fun stuff too like fight the press side or like hey i'm gonna go on the tonight show just because i'm, oh the, gosh, I'm, the, I'm the vp no yeah. she does that a lot of like so press lit, actually I was okay. I I've never seen a vice president at doing as much media as she has. She what else has she done since like Kiki? I mean, what else? Well, look, like I feel like I see an interview clip on my timeline from her very often. Whether it's who would she like, be interviewed by? Just random people. It'd be random stuff. Oh well, I'm talking about the more like. <laughs> The Kiki Palmer's that's like, you know who both of these people are. It's not, oh, did you see that? Oh, you saw that? Like more just. Yeah, busy. like just do like, stuff like Obama was doing. Yeah, like, I don't know. She's um, not Obama, sir. But I'm not I, saying that, but like, girl, you going outside. So something needs to, something yeah. needs to change. <laughs> okay, so when, Bi- when Pence was in office, what was he doing? I, I don't, what was I, the prior vice president doing? I don't think they have a lot. Uh, okay, what was the other vice president doing? What I, well, Dick Cheney, Dick Cheney, what was Dick Cheney doing? What was Dick Cheney doing? Let's look he into was, that. He was, he was causing a war. <laughs> uh, so so again, you want Kamala to start a war? this black woman to a higher standard than you held these white men. Wait, what? What'd you say? I don't think that has anything. None of the vice presidents don't be doing nothing. Oh, so we're high. No, I the only reason I'm holding her, and it's not really to a higher standard. I just started like, like, dang, I'm the first, I'm the first black girl in this. I want to be doing interviews. Show out, do something. I want to do this. Like that's just how again because she's a black woman, the first. But that's the fun stuff. Press is fun. No, I don't want to sit and sit it in green paper. I'm gonna appease you. Real quick. What is like? No, I don't want to sit in a Senate meeting. I'll do McKenzie the Kimmy That's her job. McKen- that's literally says- her job, McKenzie. McKenzie, that's literally her job. So what? And clearly, clearly, the p- 
preview to this conversation about the Supreme Court and all of the other co- chaos happening. It so y'all should be telling her to scream from the rooftops then, because she over did it. Sure, right? she would be able to scream from the rooftops in an interview. Mackenzie said, Punch fuck this Mc job. Mc- I'm doing my cosmopolitan shoots. <laughs> I'm out of here. Why would I like, no. This I could scream and shout, I'm Jimmy Kimmel. And y'all don't like me? Oh, I'm going to get these fits off now. <laughs> no, seriously. And you know what? Y'all laughing, but... Um, well, her press suit. But, her little suit but I will on. say... um. At work, we worked on this show, Jay Leno's Garage, and mm-hmm. two former, two presidents, um, mm-hmm. former President George W. Bush was on there, and Obama. sitting president Biden was on the show, and it, he wanted to purposely have like an electric vehicle to go with his whole, mm-hmm. oh, I guess it wasn't a sitting president, because that would have been recently. Uh, yeah, actually, you no, mean sitting it was recently. No, it was recently. It was like um, last year, but my point is, my point is stuff like that is also pushing an agenda because he made sure that the vehicle he drove was an electric vehicle Which to fits tie into his campaign. Yeah. Okay, this and is it reaches millions of people. Hypocrisy y'all be doing. I'm not saying, I'm just saying Just let me give my point now. Y'all said Biden is like a, hold on, bruh, chill. Don't do too much type of guy, right? I got something coming. <clears throat> it's the first day we heard about the affirmative action, right? So why don't you have hope that he would scream from the rooftops and yell, uh, add or cut more seats from the Supreme Court to set these limitations? Whatever. Why, why don't you think that he has that up his sleeve? If he didn't do it after Roe, he ain't doing it now. <laughs> my thing is, my thing is, it's also concerning to me, though, for real, if this is the final straw, because the, your final straw should have been like long time ago. So that would also be concerning unless you want to play with my strategic point of him trying to hold out for the student loans. And then if that doesn't work out, then he starts screaming and shouting because now I'm like really irritated. Um, I mean, that, yeah. that is his last play, though, if we want to be realistic across the board, because what else would they shut down or what else is at what? Do we know? I'm scared enough. Oh, you know, um, um, no, it's, it's, it's gay, it's gay rights. It's gay people rights, who have yeah. transitioned. Yeah, it's all that. Yeah. It's literally all that. They can like come Actually, out and say like doctors have like the ability to like deny you care or some shit like that. It's gonna be. It's gonna get really weird. For I'm me. not gonna lie. If we were taking bets, I definitely like. I know I say interracial uh, marriages, but I definitely uh, think that's definitely make it now. Gay rights is definitely before. Gay, no, gay rights is next. Gay rights that's definitely on that list boy no they're gonna I, the the concern is that they're gonna say like you know in certain states now states can now they're gonna take the same opinion with roe states can now yep. decide who yep. what's constitutes yep. marriage yep. um so in every it's yep. just gonna be a free-for-all <laughs> yep. um but Dang, affirmative action it's just interesting the rankings and their oh. religious rights voting is still at play um affirmative action and we got to get these people out of these schools immediately <laughs> like instantly get rid of these people out of these schools i don't think that's how that's gonna work i mean i yeah. think it's a coming process like let's say no you know the new appoint new appointed director of admissions has a certain agenda you sure. think it's gonna be that swift 
they're just because recently in New York City, I, I think it's um it's one of these tech schools. And last year, the New York Times presented that they only admitted like one black kid in the entire school. This was when affirmative action is the thing. And it's a really hard school to get. So it already happens at school. You look at some of these elite private schools, they already don't accept black kids. So yeah, I don't think that, I do think to your point though, it does really depend on the admission director for sure, 100%. But like if everything is holding in one person's hands, then but you then know, that, but then because then that even trickles down because then it's a matter of who's going to recommend people to go to admissions. It's like that all trickles. If that's if people are not being told that that's a priority to find diverse talent, they're not going to do it because yeah, people only say yeah, it's networking. People are going to reach out I to think people that's who look a like longer that. term effects though because like who's if 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 we don't have to abide by the these certain rules or policies or whatever. And there's nobody checking me on it. I'm gonna do what I want to do and set my own prerogative, and I'm gonna operate with like uh, as people, we go to what's comfortable with us to us. So naturally, if you're in a corporate space, you already know I'm where they like where are my people at. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so. It's the same game, and unfortunately, we have to play and exist in that game. And that's the like, I think when again when we talk about affirmative action and how this real time this is going to limit access to wealth on so many levels mm-hmm. because for us black people, education is our way to get that step ahead. Unless you, you know, dribbling on a ball or rapping a lyric, literally. I didn't want to say it like that, but, but that's but real. That's, I mean, that's real. We yeah. are working individuals and we have to get jobs. And the only way less access equals less opportunity, less opportunity equals less money, less money equals less ability to move up in the world. It's that simple. And they keep, the, and that's it, it's that simple. And then, then, then. I cannot wait until Harvard. I can't wait until Harvard puts out like a study uh, next year saying diversity um, reform. The wealth rap trying to say like, "Wow, can't believe the wealth rap is like this." Well, because it really be. Let's think about all of these institutions that are mostly affected by these policies. What the Ivy Leagues, especially, how were they founded and who built them institutions? Because a lot of them were built by who who were not allowed into those institutions. Oh yeah, I mean, that's my that's my whole point at the beginning. Like, I'm not shading people who go to PWIs. Like, I understand you get money or you yeah, just you do, what go you to do. you do what you have to do. But there is also that thing of like, you do, this institution wasn't made for you. And then now they kind of doubling down like, yeah, this ain't really made for you. And you still want to go. It's just kind of like. You know, what's interesting though, the whole like, if we want to, let's say like how, these bigger institutions benefit off of black bodies. I wonder how it's going to play into sports. Will have no effect. What do you mean? Like they recruit mostly black, I would say, athletes at a lot of these. Let's say UNC, for instance, their basketball team. It's a decent amount of black players on that. They'll make exceptions. They always do. Oh, sports doesn't count though. But that's why I also make exceptions. Dribbling a ball and rapping a lyric, because it's like when we can profit off of you, it's different. We'll make it. Well, yeah, come come through. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, come through. 
But oh, yeah. I was saying, you know how like the driving were like a lot of the black athletes or whatever in recent years have been air quote pressured to go to these HBCUs mm-hmm. to bring in more revenue, bring in more money. This I would I would wonder as an athlete at this time choosing schools with these rulings, how would that mentally the money's like, too you different? Know, the money's not the same. Yeah. I mean, I was honestly somebody will do it eventually, but it's just not now. It's not gonna happen now. No. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not really I'm not a sports girl. I don't know how outrageous this would have sounded, but I I was hoping maybe Bronny would have like been d- done that. Only now, say, oh, hold now, on, be for hold real. On, hold on. I only say people like Bronny because people like him would make it to the NBA regardless. They'd be fine. He They'd has fine. nothing to lose. They'd he has fine. nothing to lose. Great point. Great like point. Him, but since he but, did it, then I'm just kind of like, well, yeah. No. When we funny. talk about black conservatives, when we talk about black men, look who he. I mean, LeBron not a. I'm not. I'm not gonna go on that tip, but oh, I think no, even. I, I think yeah, LeBron I'm not. Then look at your face. Excuse my frankness. <laughs> Don't be rude. Don't be rude. <laughs> I'm just school. saying. Did he open a school? Look who he hang out with. All of his friends are on that edge of. He really down for the folks. I, I mean, agree. he paid Michael for his Jordan, friends. Okay. Yeah, no, Michael Jordan is not. I think that's yeah, but like, I don't yeah. think that about LeBron. Yeah, I don't either. I don't. I don't either. Look, um, don't sue me, brother. I like. I, I respect you as a black man and the representation you play. Oh not speaking against you. I love what you do for the community. Keep doing it. However, I think what his tax codes would say. That's would be my question. Wait, what do you mean by that? Like, that that's have, what does that have to do with anything? That's how they vote. How is my money? Oh, you realize he. You realize he did it. You realize he did an event with Biden. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but you're trying to say so he still went behind the booth. I mean, you don't know what happens behind. Bro, the booth, that's literally all that I'm saying. Diddy was black. That. Okay, now y'all really about to get me in my like. Oh, he's a whole job, whatever it's called. What have but, you seen? Because I'm like, I don't no, know. Diddy is always a pro black person, right? Yeah. Guarantee that man. <laughs> But yeah, Diddy is not LeBron. Let's let's we gotta pick one person. They're Diddy. not the same person. No, 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 totally different. Okay, Diddy. I, I guess I, just, I viewed that certain class of black. I don't think he voted for Hillary. I definitely don't see Diddy voting for Hillary. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I actually do see LeBron voting for Hillary. Yeah, like, he's I, had I, he's I, had too many that. actions that actually require some type of yeah. financial commitment that okay. would signify. Like, maybe I maybe I'm misspeaking. You just don't like him. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. You making stuff up now? I did not say that. I follow him on Instagram. I watch Space Jam and House Party. He produced both of those movies. Oh, not House Party. That's why you don't like him. Like I said, you hate him. You hate him. You didn't talk about his basketball ring. You didn't talk about Space (laughs) Jam. I don't care about none of that stuff. That's the okay. That's the like. I okay. Okay. I might have been a little stereotypical there. I'll admit. However, for me, I don't pay attention to them that much outside of like just the stuff that I'm interested in. I'm a media guy. I'm a creative. I don't watch the basketball or, you know, whatever. So I'm not really paying attention to that. So if it's not pinging, <laughs> I'm going to be, you know, so I can admit I was a little stereotypical there. We love a pivot. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, um, 
I don't even know. I guess Let's we can kind of uh, the other black news. You guys, yeah, we we can fire through these because um, Henry, I just put BET Awards. What happened? What has it become? Comma, lol. Oh it was God. a lot. Did y'all watch my TikTok recap? Yo, you seemed over it by the second minute. I heard, I heard okay. it was so trash, like so bad. I didn't even. It was bad. Everyone said it was Ravens so bad. Ravens from last year, according to Yahoo, with two point eight million viewers. To exp- what? What? So two point eight million people watched it, which is an increase upon last year. So it's like it was worse. The awards oh, were that's worse, good. But more people watched it. Um, it was really bad. It okay, was like, so this is my thing. This is my thing. BET is black owned now, apparently. Uh, not officially. Allegedly. Not allegedly. Officially. Like, yeah, like we don't know what's going on, right? Until I've you seen... hear it from Tyler Perry's mouth directly, it has not happened. Yes. <laughs> That's fair. Because so he definitely would do a full rollout. Would that help the award show? What would Tyler Perry do at the award show? Medea at the BET. At least Medea would have hosted. I heard there was no host. I mean, Writer strike. No, it was okay. The writer strike, but but no, 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 because the Tonys had a host. They just were improving the whole time. I'm not gonna say the Tonys are a di- a little bit more buttoned up than the BET Awards, but you know that but makes me sound bad. That's the problem. That's the problem. We always be just taking the crumbs from. Bro, them. you talking about yeah, this is BET is still owned by Paramount apparently, so it ain't y'all. It's them giving us the crumbs and us doing what we can oh, do with them. So don't even do that. With the with the utmost respect, yeah, with the bigger. utmost respect, we need to take some accountability here. It is definitely y'all, not Paramount. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like BET's awards been going downhill even before Paramount even bought them. Or well, let's just well, no, okay. If we realistically talk about BET awards, conglomerate networks, whatever, 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 they probably stopped investing into BET because it wasn't garnishing as much revenue, and then slowly programming became lost, investment became lost. But the one thing that could champion is the BET awards. I think Deborah Lee or whomever her name was, who was the president spoke something toward that um nonetheless i do feel like if they were to speak to a creative strategist as myself we could get this programming on track you hear me um nonetheless (laughs) boy pause did you just shoot your shot at bet right yes i did you gotta gotta move but for real for real uh, I think the BET Awards this year, it was a bit lackluster and unorganized. It was like they threw something together. And for this to be like a monumental ce- celebration for 50 years of hip hop, it was not giving what it was supposed to be gave, as the young kids would say. Uh, I think, again, they definitely need to speak to someone or something with a plan as to how to amp the network up um because I think black people media i think at this time it's a like ugh, like we're there but the ownership is a big huge gap and then when it comes to programming we have all complained about oh i'm tired of these remakes uh, so when we talk about like original programming giving black creators writers Hell, they definitely shouted out the Writers Guild protests a few times throughout the awards. But um, we need to figure out how to 
get those opportunities created in spaces that would give us proper representation. And we hope BET is that space, but it hasn't been. So I think that's the like unfortunate, sad part about it um, because we put so much hope into what it could be and what it is, it's two different things. Um, but I definitely think like revenue has played a part into what programming we've had or haven't had. Because like, again, if we think about the 2000s and the late 90s when black media was in its prime to some degree to where film and television shows and like our representation was really there, BET had the programming. And they then chose to get rid of 106 and Park a long time ago. It, it, you, again, why? There was no reason. I really don't feel like there was a reason. People stop putting out good videos, Mackenzie. That's, like, that's not that is that's not true. And 106 and Park was so much more than music videos. Like the, and that is not true. People still be putting out good music videos. Like that is not the case. And plus, they would only play like the first minute and a half of the video. You wasn't just there 75 to seconds. But my point is. Yes, we create these spaces, but I just feel like I don't know what it is because it's not really money. Because they got rid you of know it's not Park. money. Hold on, hold on. They got rid of 106 in Park. Then they randomly got rid of like Monique's late night show. There was somebody else. They had like a BT News. They randomly got back that got that got ugh, got rid of that. Then I saw them hiring for BT News again. It just seems like chaos. I don't think it's really just a money issues. I think it's like. Well, to your I point, think they, I think it's yeah. leadership and ownership. I think they haven't adjusted well to kind of this growing new digital age. I think they had they they were just slow, and I think they made the wrong decisions at the wrong time. Like they cut they cut stuff too quick, and then they like just would do other stuff and, and not give a chance to breathe. Um, as someone who watched either the performances, I actually kind of feel bad for BET. I don't know what you could do with the people who were performing. I don't know how you could yeah. squeeze. I just don't know. I think there's a larger issue where it's like, I think BET, honestly, the more I think about it, they just took the people who were popular and the people who are popular just don't have that same oomph that the people we grew up watching had. Like, I mean, I remember when the BET Awards was like an event with your family, like you sat down and watched it together and it was like, all right, you know. Beyonce is going to come up and this person is going to come up and that all these go into like the celebration, how black people value that award show, because I think it's right. I, I think it's twofold. One best rapper of the year, something like that. She was like, oh, my God, I wanted this, like took her shoes, like super excited. Here y'all fools come on Twitter. It's not an Oscar. She like they're not gonna nominate her for a damn Grammy or Oscar. I, I mean, I think that's. I mean, I think I think a part of the problem is that like the a the a listers don't show up anymore. It used to be a thing where Denzel would be in the front but row. You don't Beyonce think would be all in the front of those row. things play into? I do. I think it does. You or, or you, I think you pay people to go to award shows. I don't think not so. paying no. people to go, but McKinsey, it has an effect on the. Why are we all effect so, on the product? That's a downstream effect on the there product. You go. Where I think there you if, go. But what do you, what, so what would funding do with getting A-list celebrities? I don't think funding has to do anything with it. I think it's just people don't see the, people don't see the benefit of going anymore, which is sad. I think people like Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, they all should be there because I think that would actually help. And it also goes to the point of like, you know, who's really carrying your water? It's not the people at the Oscars who snub you every fucking time. It's us. We're the ones who are actually 
buying your tickets. We're the ones who are amping you up. You ain't going to get no love over there, but I bet Beyonce is going to be right back at the Grammys next year and they probably ain't going to give her nothing. <laughs> so I think it's like, it used to be like Sydney Portier, Jay-Z, Beyonce, or like all these like who's who. And you look at the front row, it's not, it's not like that anymore. So I actually do feel like they're in a tough spot where it's like what this was, those people just don't want to come. And BET plays a part in that, but also BET's probably saying, yeah, all we can get is Glorilla because all these other people don't want to go. Ari Lennox ain't even here. <laughs> so like, what's you're up? Get, you're like, going to get you're gonna get the Black artists in their first year or their come up year. And then after that, once they well, made it, went mainstream. I also just feel like people can't perform like they used hurt. to, so it looks worse now. <laughs> like, I think it's a branding issue, I think it needs to just be a rebrand of like, this is the upscale thing. Cause like, I do, I hear what y'all are saying. Well, don't invite me to some mess. Like if you- I would I agree, I would totally, I would totally and agree. y'all say that totally it was so agree. bad. Like, I don't want to go. Like, I don't, I'm sorry. And I just feel like if that's what it is, BET needs to put on a better show. Like, and, and it, it comes to a point of like, like that's where you need to get your PR team. Hey guys, like I know, you know, last year's might've been crazy, but we're doing something super special, like really coaxing these A-list celebrities that this, y'all need to come here. It's different. This is going to be a yeah. great show you don't want to miss. So basically BET, this is us shooting our shot. We have a strategy. We have a plan. We have ideas. We are ready. Long as you- We are not cheap. That's what I was about to say. And they said, as well, we'll pay you for, we'll pay you for four bag, weeks. <laughs> Figure it out. I, long I, as you I'll take that. a four week thing. I'll take a four. Yeah, week we can do a month. We can do a trial period because I, I I know what my success look like. Yeah, we can speak on it, but this is a shooting our shot. They just um, yeah they move, need to move, move it along here to our heads up section where we give you the fun, the gifts, and the gaps. Boom. So quick heads up. Uh, Yusuf Salam, who is a member of what we now call the Exonerated Five, originally the Central Park Five. Uh, won the Harlem Democratic primary to serve on the New York City Council. If you were unaware, um, at 15, Salam was convicted of a crime he did not commit and served seven years in prison. Um, he has certainly been doing the rounds. He's always kind of presented himself as kind of the more politically aware, astute of the five, um, which is great. Um, so I think props to him um, for doing that and representing Harlem. Uh, that's going to be great. Um, and uh, for those who do not know, this is our season finale. You might be asking what that is. We essentially are going to take a little two-month break so we can all have our individual fun and come back refreshed. Um, vacations, TV show, movie recommendations. Um, Henry, do you want to start before we sign off here? <laughs> so it's me. Uh, I'm currently in Chicago at the moment. This is my first time being here. Very segregated black city <laughs> from what i've seen uh, i love chicago but yeah it is yeah it's a beautiful city love chicago uh, this smoke is kind of crazy uh i may may make a pivot to dc uh in new york here soon and then back home to atl to see beyonce in august um so yeah that's like the summer tour any TV shows or movies you recommend the people watching? I'm trying to go see the new Transformers. I heard it was good. Oh, yeah. I love Transformers. Mm. Mackenzie? 
Well, as you guys know, I am going to Spice Mass in Grenada in August. Um, so I'm excited for that. That's really the only vacation I'm going on this year, other than like weekend trips or whatever. Um, shows I'm watching, I'm watching The Bear on Hulu in oh, Cool love Summer. It. Yes, what The Bear is good. Wait, Summer is really good too. What'd you say? What is The Bear? The Bear the is about the show. Injected in Chicago, my veins. Actually. Great show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are my recommendations. And Cruel Summer, please check it out. It's so good. I have not watched that. And I will do that. Um, for me, not too much. Uh, eventually, probably gonna go to Houston in August for a couple of days. But other than that, keeping it kind of here, landlocked. I feel like all the vacation budget has gone to like actually getting furniture in this apartment that I live in, and that's not cheap. <laughs> um, TV shows, The Bear for sure. Um, movies, I can't stress this enough. Everybody go see The Blackening. I loved it. Um, I thought it was really, really funny. Um, and you could tell that it was actually written by Black people, <laughs> which I can actually appreciate. Like the jokes, like a white person wouldn't get them unless they were like really, really in the know. So it wasn't like one of those like, oh, it's Black people, but like it's written by white people. It was like for us, by us. So I would encourage Wait, The Blackening, the black like the Black horror film. Oh, I see. I heard about that. It's really funny. And like, I, I was nervous going into it, but like I left there like that shit was hilarious. Um, so I would encourage everyone um, to see that. Um, so that's for us. And then I guess for our summer podcast plans, uh, be sure to keep uh, checking the feed. We're going to have some creative stuff. Um, we're going to do a bunch of different things. I might do some things on music. Henry might react to some stuff in real time. Mackenzie might put on uh, her Bravo TV hat and react to some real housewives shows live because why not? So keep posted. The Twitter is still going to be active. The YouTube is still going to be active. So until September after Labor Day, be sure to follow us on all of our social media that includes Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at WRGOPod. Be sure to like, subscribe, listen, and comment on all of our streaming platforms. That especially includes YouTube, where we will be going up all summer. And that also includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Thank you.